On May 27th, the First Nations community was shaken when the remains of 215 First Nations children were found in unmarked graves on what was once a residential school in Kamloops, BC. Some of the children were as young as three years old. And the 751 unmarked graves uncovered at a cemetery near a former Indian residential school in Saskatchewan. These are the voices of our First Nations pained by the loss. Frustrated by systemic racism and oppression, and the stories of survivors who lived through horrific conditions at these schools. Um, my name is Ambibian, and um, I'm originally from Kenora, Ontario, and I did attend the um, Cecil Jeffrey uh, Indian School that was run by the Presbyterian Church and later on by the federal government. Uh, I was there for about three to four years, and um, uh, all my brothers and sisters also attended the same school. My dad also attended the um, the same school. Uh, my mom attended the Catholic school in, in in the same area. So I'm a second generation uh, survivor. So yeah, it's very close. This kind of news is very close to you and your family then. Yes. So what was your reaction? when this news came out? I think it just uh, affected everybody uh, the same way. It, it brought us back uh, to the past and um, it opened a lot of old wounds that are never going to, I think, I don't think that they're going to heal. And um, I was, I was really thinking about that. Why did it affect me so bad? And why did it affect uh, some, all of us? And I think it was just like, it brought us back to that time when we were in that dorm. Uh, it was really weird how it, it affected us, that, that sense of lonesomeness and that um, longing to go home and knowing you can't. That's what got to me. I think that's what, I think that's what for me, that's what it, it, it got. It's back to me uh, remembering how I used to sit in that dorm home looking out the window and thinking, I want to go home. I was only about five or six years old, and I was thinking, I want to go home. And there used to be a train nearby, and I used to hear it at night, and I used to think, imagine myself being on that train going home to my mom and dad. I think that's what, that's what really triggered me, that, that, that longing to go home. I want to go home. And I think this is what these little kids, um, this is what I felt these little kids need to do. They need to be, they all need to go home, not only the 215, but all the rest that are going to be found. They need to be brought home. Those that are hearing uh, this news and this horrors, what would you like to tell them about this experience? What do you hope they learn to understand from this? I wrote something earlier on Facebook. I was saying, just imagine, just imagine if you were there. But you um, I went further on. Just imagine if you were that there. But they can't. They really can't. It's only us survivors who know it was what it was like. I appreciate that you're asking me to share my story, um, and um, I've healed enough and strong enough to share my story. But for others, if they want to really want to learn, don't go up and ask a survivor because you don't know what state of healing they are at right now, especially now with the story is opening up a lot of wounds. You may, 
do more damage to a survivor asking them if they want to share their story. There's a lot of books and information and a lot of other places where you can maybe talk to other survivors that are healthy enough to do healing without them doing any more damage. Yes, I appreciate you wanting to know more. But there's other ways you can help, maybe by um, pressing the um, advocating for us on our behalf by the Catholic Church, politicians, um, that way. So there's more actions you can do than just by, ask, uh, the, by asking us to share our stories. There's other steps you can do to advocate for us without doing more harm to us. Because I'm hearing of other survivors um, that are hurting and that maybe have slipped or that we're not able to cope. So advocate, yes, ask us our stories, but do it in a safe manner. So uh, what are your thoughts on that news from the Presbyterian Church uh, that came out and, you know, the, the news from the Catholic Church that, you know, they're from Kamloops, they're not giving out the documents that people are, are looking for? Well, I guess, what are your thoughts on that? And what sort of action would you uh, and, you know, maybe your family have talked about would like to see from these individuals who, who perpetuated this, these atrocities? Well, with the Presbyterian Church, with the church that my siblings went to, I've, I've talked to them. They want, they want the graves dug up. They want, they want them searched. Um, I was really surprised to hear that from my family members because they don't really talk much about what happened there, and I understand why, but I was really surprised how strongly that they came out wanting the, this, um, the graveyards searched at uh, Cecil Jeffrey and at St. Mary's Catholic School in Kenora. And um, Richard Green, um, who's been doing a lot of work in the Treaty 3 area, He's been um, doing a really great job of getting our voices out there and um, doing ceremonies. So I, so there's a lot of um, work going ahead. And with the Presbyterian Church, um, yes, they run the schools and everything else, but they're actually taking um, they're actually um, taking steps to put um, action behind their 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 words. Like they're actually putting, they're willing. To, I think they're going to be willing to put money to do the search which is um, really appreciative. They're not, they're not waiting to be asked. They're, they're willing to go ahead and put the money there. And um, the Catholic Church, um, I really feel sorry for the people that attend the Catholic Church because they're, they're refusing to apologize. They ran about 70% of the schools. And um, we, shouldn't, um, we shouldn't have to be begging for an apology. Now, that if we have to beg for an apology, it's meaningless. And by not by refusing to turn over documents, refusing to apologize, you keep you're not letting us heal that wound that needs to be healed. As I said on my page, uh, reconciliation, um, yeah, action needs to be done. And I don't see no signs of reconciliation on behalf of the I'm in the um, Catholic Church if they're refusing to apologize. If we have to sit at churches for 10 hours, like me and Shan, uh, Grandma Shingus did uh, about two weeks ago, we waited for close to 10 hours for uh, Gagne to show up. 10 hours in the heat, two elderly uh, residential school survivors. That's, 
that shows a lack of commitment on behalf of the Catholic Church to, to work with survivors, refusing to apologize, refusing to, to release any documents to let us heal. Reconciliation, the word is thrown out a, a, a lot. What does that actually look like? Action. Action and commitment behind those words. Um, action by, uh, by all the churches, financial support, apologies. Um, there was one church, I think, um, I'm not sure where, but there was um, a survivor left um, shoes on the, on the church steps. And one of the um, priests went um, threw them out in the, in the garbage. And there was a lot of, there was an uproar. And then um, the priest apologized. And then he, um, they put the, the, the survivors and that put more shoes there. And the priest said that um, the reason, and, and that he was upset because they weren't new shoes, that they were used shoes. And then he was upset, like, that that really got to me because it, it doesn't matter if it's used shoes at a church it's the action and you don't place your um ways on us of, of, of how to heal and that was and that really got me angry this priest does not understand he said he didn't know he didn't know about the um about shoes being placed at the church it's like that's that's denial right there so action by politicians churches and the general public. That's what I'd like to see. And I could see reconciliation right there. Uh, you also mentioned before kind of advocacy and standing yeah. um, with the people who've gone through pain. Yes. Um, yeah. What can myself and others do to help? How can we show that we're allies? What sort of things should we be advocating for? Well, like you, you've... Um, you're still reaching out to me after you've been up to the new um, uh, the media. I, I understand that, like I'm a freelance writer and um, photographer, so I understand um, when the story dies out and you move on to the next news of the day. And I appreciate you, uh, Ryan, that you asking me uh, my uh, my opinion on this uh, a week uh, or two weeks later. I appreciate that you're keeping us our stories out there. So the media need to keep on this. Uh, find other ways to keep the story alive, not only just by asking survivors, but um, me asking the churches, uh, what are they doing? Keep keep uh, follow the money. See what what are the politicians doing? Going, find other angles of the story, pictures in that. So find ways to keep the story alive and keep us going. Yeah, and I, I and for people that see elders like standing up like a, a mm -hmm. Grandma Shingoose. Yeah. You know, uh, us youth, us young people should be doing that instead. <laughs> Not letting the elders sit out in the heat like that. Yeah. But there's a lot of young people um, that was um, buying us food and uh, making sure that we got water. So that there was a lot of youth um, out there supporting oh, that's, us. That's good to hear. Yeah. That's good to hear. And that hockey player that, yeah. Yeah. So we just got to continue mm -hmm. to make sure those in power do not forget 